Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Before I introduce my guest, I have some really exciting news to share. I am now officially part of the Taste of Reality podcast network, which will be hosting my podcast on their site starting now. If you go to realityofreality.com, it will take you to my webpage on Taste of Reality. Once you get on the page, you can listen to all my podcasts on your computer and look at the links and the show notes. There's a lot of other fun stuff on Taste of Reality website you can explore, including the store where, drumroll please, you can buy Reality of Reality swag. Yes, that's real. I've got tote bags, mugs, notebooks, stickers, even a water bottle. It's really crazy, but I'm so excited about all of it. In short order, this will also include advertisers coming on board so we can make the brand even bigger. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support. If you haven't gone to the iTunes store and rated my podcast, please go to Reality of Reality on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating if you can and write a short review too. That really helps. And I'm very, very grateful to every person who does that. Today on the podcast, I am so beyond thrilled to welcome two of my favorite people on the planet and the first guests I can say I've known since the day they were born. My cousin, Sarah Cantor and Miriam Cantor, their father, my mother, our brother and sister. And I'm proud to say we are close like siblings. We do a lot of texting and gossiping throughout the day. And one of the frequent topics is the royal family, specifically Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, which is why I wanted to have them on to talk about Harry and Meghan and African Journey, which aired Wednesday night on ABC. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Kazi. Thank you. Hi, Kazi. Hi. Do you realize that last time I interviewed you guys, you were eight and six? <laughs> and yeah. it was my first documentary in college about feminism and the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it was our. It was my first introduction into feminism. It's never stopped since. Never stopped. And I just, just love The Little Mermaid, so. <laughs> it was a perfect combo. <laughs> yeah. Combo. Okay, so let's jump right in. Well, first of all, I guess, just what were your overall impressions of the documentary? Me, little sis, you, you take it. Me? Okay. Well, I thought that agreeing with Sarah from last night was that it felt like, I mean, obviously it was about Harry and Meghan, but it did feel like they kind of overshadowed all of the great projects that they were trying to kind of showcase in the documentary. Um, I felt like they expressed themselves in ways I really wasn't expecting them to. Um, yeah, I, felt, I agree. With oh, yeah, that. I, I felt a real mix of feelings when Megan was talking, because obviously I really felt for her and you could she seems really genuine, but she also became a princess at like, you know, 36. It's not like mm-hmm. she was 15 and was like, you know, tricked into it. So she knew she's what she was getting. Woman. She's like, yeah, she's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, you knew what to expect. Well, she said, because I took some notes, she actually said, yes, she knew, but she didn't know. Like, in other words, I think she knew that the spotlight would be on her. I think she knew she'd be written about. What she said was, I thought they'd be fair. I didn't think that, you know, so I think the lies in particular are what freaks her out so much. And I mean, that's, I get that. Yeah. And then there's the whole like, racial component where they're clearly like clearly the um the media over there is like you know they're targeting her and it's not just because she's a new princess it's because of the color of her skin um and even though she didn't directly 
talk about that. I think that it's implied. And I think that the documentary was shots fired to the Mm -hmm. British press. And I think it's on now. I don't think they're going to take it sitting down. Yeah. And I don't think they care. Like, I think it's going to have the opposite effect, unfortunately, because I think even the spin apparently from the Daily Mail after the stock aired in in London or in Britain was like, oh, God, look at those whiners. There's all these people living in poverty in Africa and they're whining about their own lives and they're so privileged. Oh, well, you know, also it was so heated in the fact that or just so obviously so personal to Prince Harry because his mother died and being kind of hounded by the press. So that really came across. So it's like, like he said, he's, he's not playing around when it comes to protecting his family. So. Right. But back to what Sarah said about the racial component, I definitely think you're right. But I also wonder, like Diana was white and she was relentlessly targeted Uh by the media. So like, I do think that that's a part of what's going on with Megan, but I think the fact that she's American, that she's older, yes, that she's Uh biracial, but also the fact that she's not, you know, Kate Middleton, she's not sort of like, you know, just smile and say nothing. The fact that she has opinions that she talks up. I think that that does not go over way. Does not go over well. I agree. I, I, I guess the, the racial component is sort of wrapped up in that nice little package of not, you know, maintaining the stiff upper lip that they, you know, uphold so dearly. Yeah, but it seemed like she was kind of doing it at first, right? Like, it seemed like every yes. time we saw her, like, she was robotic and she kind of lost her personality. She, well, yeah. she tried to pick up a British accent along the way, too. Right, I feel like she lost that. She's completely right. dropped She that. called a Madonna. Right, yeah. yeah I was listening for that last night. She did it once. Yeah, but it also feels like Harry and Meghan are, are allowed to have, like, that they're allowed to have a little bit more expression and they're allowed to not be as like buttoned up as Kate and, and will because they're not next in line. So I also, you know, I think she's able to express herself um, a little bit more freely. Yeah, she should be able to, but I thought that, I mean, that felt like a real first from anyone from that family. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about them suing the tabloids? Did you know about that before the doc? Um, I, I think it was out. I think that they were sort of talking about it. I think this is just all part of this is like a huge campaign to fight back. Right. Like, yeah, the the um, the fact that they're suing them, the documentary, they're speaking out. They're not taking it lying down like this is like I think they're trying to transform the way that they're perceived in the public or they're trying to maintain their sanity. I'm not sure what it is, but I definitely think it's like a you know, it can, it's a, it's a campaign. I think that this was not, you know, all coincidence, obviously. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, in fact, I think the whole thing might've been, or- I mean, I think they genuinely, these are causes that they care about and they're going to do regardless, but I agree that this was not just yeah. something they thought of spontaneously. No. So what do you guys, I, I, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Mary. No, I was just going to say that I felt like the most shocking part, and maybe you might say this was just how open he was about his riff was, his brother. Oh, let's get into that. That broke my heart in half. <laughs> I know that was that was really sad. Oh, I, I mean, believe those he was two. honest about it. Well, you know what? I I watched it carefully. He was as honest as he could be. He did not get into it. He's, you know, he kind of was like, "It's my brother. We love each other no matter what, but we're on different paths." I mean, really, all he said was. Um, I, we're on different paths. So what's going I know, on I'm there? Dying to, yeah, I'm dying to know like on what level that they're sort of riffing. Is it like the personal thing? Is it 
like, is it their wives? Is it them? Is it like the fact that he's speaking out? I mean, there's like so many ways to speculate. Right. It's like, who knows? Yeah. I know. I th- and now it feels like he's opened it up to so much now by, by even just alluding to it a little bit more or giving, you know, they've been talking about it in the press that they have a rift. And now that he's even just kind of acknowledging it, that's just going to open it up like even more. Yeah, no, you're right. I had this sinking feeling that like as long as Harry and Meghan stay married, like they're never going to repair this riff. And that made me so sad. Yeah, I know. I mean, am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, it felt like the, I have to be honest, at the end of that interview, I was like, it it felt kind of like really doom and gloom, like (sighs) that she doesn't know how long she can last doing this. Um, that's how it seemed. Well, there's that rumor that they're moving to Canada, right? Yeah. Or, or like, right. They're going to come to California for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I don't think my speculation is, I don't think they're going to move anywhere permanently. Like, I feel like, you know, they're going to say no matter what, that England's going to be their home, but that they'll set up these various satellite houses and lives, uh, you know, like in in LA, they can do that. that. Yeah. I mean, they have so much freaking money. So so what do we what do we think of their relationship? What did your what was your impression? Because I'm sure you were studying them closely as I was. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I I really don't know what to think about <laughs> their relationship. Like sometimes she seems like such an actress to me. I just and then other times I'm like, what do they connect on at all? And then other times I'm like, they seem you know, very naturally touchy-feely, but, or is that put on? So I'm very confused. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I feel like it's going to go one of two ways. They're going to like transcend, you know, like their cultures and their backgrounds and come together and like become this Uber couple, which they currently are, but like, let's be real, they're newlyweds. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. or they're, or she's like, I want to go back to California and do yoga and talk about my feelings and have my lifestyle <laughs> blog. And Harry wants to, you know, pull up his stiff upper lip again. Like it could go two either ways, two ways. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I agree. Well, to Miriam's question, what do they have in common? I think that they are attracted to each other. Like I definitely got like a current running through them. That was good to see. Like they, they genuinely seem like they're into each other. And also I think they do have this charity work in common. Like I really, you know, I don't think that was staged for us. Like I genuinely felt like they had this deep connection when it comes to saving the world and that she was able to find a platform and realize that like suits working on suits may not be like the best way to get (laughs) there (laughs) that was that was good to see and I I am worried for them but I do feel like they have like a strong love and I think she like even if she's a handful and I don't want to like speculate because I feel like that is sexist to do and that God knows the tabloids do it every second but like let's just say that she's a lot to deal with if we're going to believe the tabloids like Mm -hmm. he just seems like a very even Stephen uh, salt of the earth guy, which is kind of unbelievable given his life. And maybe he, they've just done such a good job of snowing me, but I totally bought it. I, I feel like salt of the earth is. A, uh, <laughs> Take it <stress>. easy. <laughs> All right, yeah, fine. I don't know how salt of the earth he is exactly. <laughs> just a regular guy. <laughs> regular Joe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, I have to think that like, you know, the, the tornado and the circus that surrounds the relationship, you have to have such a strong foundation. And let's be honest, they haven't been together for that, that long. Right. You know, they were really like thrust into the spotlight. I think 
you have to have very deep roots together to make it through that. So, and they, like they both said very openly that the last year has been so hard. It's like, and that's like basically the first year of their, of their marriage and being together. So it's like, I mean, maybe it will make them closer. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it does. And by the way, to your point of what they have in common, now they have this mutual hatred of the press. And right. that yeah. does do a weird job of bonding people. But, you know, if that goes away, then it's like, okay, what are we bonding over? Can I uh, just also say I'm yeah. loving her, like, I'm, I'm loving her glow and the way that she's sort of coming, her, her postpartum um, approach to motherhood. Like, I love, like, her body seems, like, so full and curvaceous. She's not feeling, like, um, she's not, she's not, she doesn't, she didn't go down to like a stick figure two weeks later. She looks gorgeous. Yes. She's, she seems like she's so maternal. Her primary goal right now is to take care of Archie. He's so cute. Oh my God. And that's something, yeah. And that's something that you can't fake. I don't think. I agree with so, you. And as yeah. long as we're talking about that, what do you think of her style? Did we like the dresses? Did you feel like it felt very mother earth to me? Oh, on, on this. Yeah. Uh, just on this, but she had like five different looks. <laughs> well, Mir, you brought up her, her espadrilles and how she wasn't sure. in a, a, a pointy, uncomfortable heel. Yes. However, later in the documentary, she was in a pointy heel, <laughs> but she wasn't in a pointy heel the whole time. So I'll give her that. Uh, yeah. She looked, she looked cute, uh, cute, chic and comfortable, which like, what more can you ask for? Yes. And not too dressy. Cause she knew where she was. Yeah. I like that. She was, uh, yeah, exactly. She, she dressed, I thought she, you know, I didn't love every outfit, but like, I thought, you know, I love Kate Middleton's style. Ugh, She's love. Yeah. so put together. Yeah. Um, so put together. She's so that's really hard to compare it to. Cause I feel like I'm just comparing her to Kate. And how are we feeling about Harry? Are we still attracted to him? Has he not aged as well as we had hoped? <laughs> um, well, for me, be honest. Harry has that mischievous look in his eye, which I can't help but sort of be attracted to. <laughs> so until like he, I, I think he's, I think he's got like another a year or two. <laughs> no, it all like, turns. I, I'm, I'm still team Harry. I am. Okay. Well, okay. it's like also something about him and William's voices. That's like, makes mm. them so much more attractive. I think when they talk a hundred percent, but as Sarah said, he's balding kind of in like the worst way possible. Right. Cause he's like got a lot of hair, but then he's got like a massive bald spot. That was unfortunate. Yeah. And, and also yeah. let's just be clear, like bald men, are very sexy hello, and like I'm married hello, to one. Elisa's <laughs> married to one, but like bald and proud. Yeah, you gotta go right. You can't go the halfway right. Like when you see what's happening, he needs to start buzzing it down so it's like a super cute. Right, like, like his yes. like his brother did. If him and his brother were talking, maybe he could you know guide him into his baldhood. <laughs> well, they they both take you know use a lesson. So I thought <laughs> just switching topics because I can't make it through this one without laughing. Um, I feel like we were all really touched by sort of all the parallels with Harry and Diana and how he's kind of carrying his mom's torch. And I was really moved by, there's a scene where he meets, they cut from Diana having met this beautiful girl in Angola who was um, living in the minefields when she was young. And then they cut to Harry meeting her and she's married with five kids, one ah. of whom is named Diana. I couldn't oh, even deal. I could not. That was... That was a very that was the the best moment of the documentary. I agree. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's yeah. amazing I mean, how he, connected he is to Diana's legacy too, right? Like more than I think I even thought. That, yeah, I think that that's also something that I definitely that that stuck with me. Like 
he you can, that's something else that you can't fake for the cameras like he clearly is carrying yeah. the torch and the burden of his mother's legacy and like and it's 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 like sad and it's beautiful i don't know Aww. <laughs> it's Aww. sad and beautiful yeah. um but yeah i love that and like and the, and the fact that she, that woman named her daughter diana was, was like that was too much yeah. that was too much yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you, the, the pain that William and Harry feel about their mother is just so palpable. Whenever they speak about her, you can just tell it's still, like, so raw. So, so raw. The fact that they get to, yeah, that they get to do this um, and continue her work is, it probably means just so much to them. I agree, and I think for Harry, at least, it's a total catalyst to, it's like a trigger and a catalyst to why he's so fiercely protective over Megan and Archie, because I think like he said that every time he hears the camera, every time he hears the click, it's complete PTSD of his mother. And he's petrified. Oh my like God. I can't it's even imagine. And he living. can't get away from it. No, he can't get away from that. And that was, I thought the reporter, I guess rightly focused, like his entire focus seemed to be like how much pressure they were under. Did you, do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. He kept, yeah he kept bringing it back to how much to how much pressure they're under yeah i mean there must be so much for him to unpack because like he could have i guess he could always be thinking about the pressure of the media and all the pressure of being in the spotlight and then like when you actually have a wife and kid now within a year or a year and a half like that must be so like for lack of a better term triggering for him i mean clearly that's what we're saying but like it's all kind of being shoved at him all at once in a really fast way like I don't know. He's yeah, and clearly it, struggling. It, it's kind of re- like it reminds me a little bit of like in the Michael Jackson documentary when mm. the the two of the victims were triggered by having children who turned to yes. a, when they got turned the age of like six or seven, like uh, the ages they were. And then all of a sudden it hit them. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. It feels like Oof. it's all hitting Harry. No, right it's now. absolutely. I completely agree. And especially probably being in Africa and, you know, with like that, what that meant to Diana and how much work she did there. I'm sure that was even doubly as triggering. So let me ask you guys something. Um, when I told Brian that we were doing this last night. Oh, and I no, sorry. I told him about the documentary because I had seen a few clips and how Megan was, you know, saying that it was so hard and she's not doing OK. And thank you for asking, which is, you know, that clip kind of went viral. Mm-hmm. He was like, poor Megan, boo-hoo. <laughs> like, you know, very empathetic. You know, he's like, she's a princess and she has everything and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, look, so much, especially people in, in the UK feel that way. Like, you know, and that's sort of the like, you've been handed this monarchy and, you know, you have so much. And who are you to go around complaining, especially when you're in this like war-torn countries? Like, is there something to that or can we separate the two things and just like look at it on its own merits and just like genuinely feel badly for her? Or does she not deserve our sympathy? Whew. Uh, she, definitely, she definitely deserves our sympathy. I think this is a really fine line to to walk when we're talking about it. Like, I, I feel I feel bad for her. I don't think her privilege erases her 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 struggles mm-hmm. um, at the same time is a documentary about Harry and, and Megan with the backdrop of Africa and, and African people. Does it, does it, you know, rub me the wrong way a little bit? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I think they, they kind of both can be true. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I, I feel like, you know, 
she's allowed to have problems. Everyone's allowed to have problems. Being rich and famous definitely doesn't solve any of those. So I can imagine her life is probably pretty horrible right now. But like I said before, it, like she didn't become a princess at the age of 18. Well, not like, only that. She was, she was an actress in Hollywood. She was, you know, she knows what the press and maybe she didn't know how bad it was going to be completely. But you had to know if you're marrying Prince Harry, your life is going to be on display. Yeah. And the thing is, we've all read the, you know, deep dive articles about like, she sought this out. This wasn't like, oh, hello, Prince Harry. Where'd you come from? Exactly. She wanted to marry someone (laughs) British. She wanted to marry someone upper class, you know, and then when the royal situation was presented, she jumped at it. So again, I'm not faulting her for that, but she was aggressive about it in terms of, you know, wanting it and not just happening to her. So it's a little bit, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And you know, you can, you can do something and make maybe a mistake or, or not know it fully, but yeah, you just run that risk of people not having as much sympathy for you as you want. (laughs) Right. Right. Agree. So any final thoughts? We have a bride to be who has to go off and get ready to get married in like two days. It's so crazy. Cannot wait. (laughs) You're going to marry your prince. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Steve. (laughs) Well, first of all, I also just like even having that conversation though, like we are, uh, we are sort of like waiting in the territory of like the nasty British media, which is like, what, which, what, which makes it so hard to navigate. Um, so this is like tip of the iceberg conversation, but to pivot, the last thing I, I do want to know is that she calls him H and I feel like oh. that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Sarah got stuck on age. I just, just Sarah, just sum up in a few words how you feel about her calling him age. I, I, I can't. I don't even. I just feel like that's like such a little peek into who she is and their relationship and their life. And I don't even know where to begin to unpack it, but I, I almost don't want to. Like, leave it alone. It's, it's, it just, it feels very. um, Here. Yeah, like she I, had to call him H. Well, she had to mention exact. That's how H. I feel. I feel like okay, yeah. so she calls him H. Like Car, you know, Arielle calls David D. In like all our texts and stuff. But like to mention it, like that wasn't accidental <laughs> that she mentions it. She had like a little bash, no. bashful chuckle, and that was annoying. Yeah. Let's be honest, it was annoying. <laughs> it was, it annoying. was annoying. I mean, th- that's what that's what it really was. It was a little <laughs> annoying. It was a little like. You know, it, it would be like if, blog. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were doing an interview and you were like, you know, I said to Sugar Bear, oh, I call my husband Sugar Bear. You'd be like, yeah, what? It, it, was like a, it was a hint of her being like an influencer. If she hadn't married a Harry, like definitely would have been an influencer on top of starring in suits by now. I was going to say, you clearly haven't watched suits. She had clearly. She was, uh, it, listen, she was fine on. I, I watched. I'm not gonna lie. You watched, and she she was you fine. Were, you're a big suits fan. She, <laughs> you're huge. You've been pushing suits for a no, while. No, and then I stopped. I did stop. I didn't she watch the last that. two seasons that jumped the shark, which she probably got off at the right point. So kudos to <laughs> yeah, her for I'll, having I'll good time. I watch when you watch The Good Place. Oh, uh, I have though. I have. Okay. Sarah will live and die for The Good Place. Oh, I will, Lord. I will die right on top of that. Good place, Hill. <laughs> that NBC Hill. Well, that NBC girls, Hill. this is so fun. We should make this a regular segment. Because so it's just really our text brought to life. 
It really yeah, is. Really. <laughs> and people should know. People should know what we're saying. People need to know what's going on all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day. All day. All day long. All right. Well, we can't wait for the wedding. It's going to be Yay. royal. It's going to be royally Thank wonderful. Guys, a couple days. Right. Can't wait to recap the recap. Right. At the recap. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.